is Wednesday, my dudes. Welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Poll List. My name is Lex, and I'm here with my co-host, Simon. Simon, what's up, man? Yeah, man. How's it going? It Good day. It's it's going. Welcome back to the show, guys. We have been on hiatus. I know a few weeks ago we did a Guardians of the Galaxy review, and we kind of filled you guys in on when we would come back. We're officially back. This is the first episode of our return. And it happens to be another movie review. This one I've been really, 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 really waiting for. Yeah. When we were, when we were walking up to the movie theater, my wife's like kind of distracted by a lot of stuff. And she looks in the little arc and she's like, oh, alien. I was like, Nicole, hurry your ass up. Like We're (laughs) late to the movie. I've been waiting two years to go see. My wife had worked the night before. And we had got like the first ticket. It was like two o'clock in the afternoon and she was still sleeping. And I was like, hey, we got to go. And she was like, I totally forgot about it. And so we were running late too. And I was like, dude, this is the, the one movie that I would just go by myself to see. <laughs> like, it's really not a big <laughs> deal. I'll just go by myself and I'll have these three empty seats next to me. It'll be actually perfect. Oh, man. If you hadn't guessed oh, it, if you're, if you're listening to this right now, you probably guessed that we were talking about Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. And before we dive deep into that movie, I want to say spoiler warning. Get I'm getting professional now that we're back. <laughs> Doing it before Good we say you, anything silly. <laughs> also, I'm so proud of you. I want to talk about how much I love Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. And that's why I was so excited about this movie. When, the, when Into the Spider-Verse came out, I took my family to see it. And it was like most cart animated movies. I always end up enjoying them more than I assume I'm going to. Like anytime we go see any of the Lego movies, I'm like, ah, this will be okay. It's just a Lego movie. And then I love it. And yeah. so this one, I remember sitting in the theater and like sort of fighting, enjoying it. Like, why, why do I like this movie? So, but I was like on the edge of my seat enjoying into the Spider-Verse. And when I left, I couldn't, I mean, to this day, I still don't shut up about it. I talk about it at least once a week. Best superhero yeah. movie ever made. And I don't know if Across the Spider-Verse gets the same title for me. It was a lot. And I'm excited to talk about it with you. What did you think about Into the Spider-Verse, though? The uh, the first one. Well, I had been disappointed by so many Spider-Man movies in the past that I really didn't know if I wanted to start up a new relationship with the new Spider-Man movie. Yeah, they always, especially you know, it's like, really, it's like sequels and the third one. They always just, you know, even No Way Home, people talk about like they com- they're comparing these two movies right now, and, and I'm like, No Way Home was good, but it was a lot of like, it was a lot of like, oh shit, there's Tobey Maguire, oh shit, there's Andrew Garfield, right. The- the strength of No Way Home came from the nostalgia of other properties, not yeah. from Tom Holland. Other than that, it's like, oh, it's, it's okay. Yeah. But it was cool to see all those guys on the movie. So it's like mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies in general don't have a good track record for like longevity. Right. So, yeah, like I was saying, I was just, I was really afraid to jump back into bed with a new Spider-Man movie. 
you know, <laughs> going in guarded. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to reveal my true feelings yet. Yeah. <laughs> After I left, well, I mean, and it's, it's not even like hidden, right? That the animation, it's amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. in that first movie, it's beautiful to look at the different styles that they add in all this crazy stuff. I mean, it's just so much, but it's an awesome story to begin with. And it was the first, like more than one Spider-Man is always great, right? That's why it yeah. worked for No Way Home. So, you know, all that, all that to say, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I put it on all the time, just even in the background, because um, I love it so much. Same. I've probably watched it over a hundred times, and I, I usually don't rewatch a lot of movies. I know that's weird to say, I guess. I don't rewatch a lot of movies. I watch a lot of TV shows. Like I'll throw on Batman Beyond in the background, Simpsons, something like that. Yeah, but full length feature films, I don't really watch a rewatch. You know, people go and see them a lot in theaters, but like I don't do that. No, yeah, same. Some of my favorite movies I've only probably seen like three or four times. Like. Especially if they're sad, I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah, again. like I, I don't sure. really, I'm not really in the mood to watch Rogue One again, even though it's probably Never. one of my favorite like Star Wars movies. Same, and it's like it's I remember being watching and being like, oh, this is great, and I kind of want to. Part of it is like wanting to keep that and like not watch mm -hmm. it again, and then notice something like, oh, I actually don't really like that. <laughs> so yeah. part of it's wanting to to cement that memory. Yeah, Into the Spider-Verse is like your favorite child. I was saying it before the show, but it's like the favorite child, right? And mm -hmm. you're like, well, are we ready to have another kid? And this mm -hmm. other kid, you're like, I don't know. Is this kid going to suck? Like, yeah. Maybe maybe it'll be a great kid. Maybe it comes down to parenting. But, yeah, we talked uh, about this. We talked about this on previous episodes. I was like, I'm kind of nervous about it because... The first one is so well received, and then the the expectations and everything were so high for this one that mm -hmm. it, it would. I knew that it wouldn't really be a problem with me, but and the general audience, I don't really care about. But I just wondered if it would like sort of stain the the legacy of these films because it was the expectations were so high, and we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. Well. Uh like you said, I mean, the longevity's not strong with Spider-Man movies, so and that's what I yeah. was worried about, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse uh, was released this year, obviously, June 2nd. Yesterday. <laughs> I'm trying to think, keep this evergreen so someone listens to it next year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It uh, just came out for you, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts out and again. Spoilers. We're not. I'm not gonna go into like scene by scene. We're gonna sort of gloss over the whole thing. And and I think Simon will be better at generalizing than me. But I thought it was really interesting how it started out with Gwen's story instead of like, I don't know. I thought it was a good. It caught me off guard, but then I also really enjoyed it that it started out with like a mini Gwen story. Yeah. Not to say that she's smaller. She is. Yeah, I was I was excited to learn a little bit more about her because, you know, they have this history in the first movie, but really they don't dive into anything about her at all. And so yeah. it was good to kind of understand more about her, see a little bit more about her, Peter, because they 
explain that he's she's the or he's the loss that she had mm-hmm. in the first movie. So it was cool to see that in the design of that lizard and yeah, it was cool. Yeah, he looked great. I love, I love the atmosphere of her. Hers is all like kind of watercolor pastel. Yeah, it looks like a like a really watercolor painting that was really really. I mean, it was gorgeous. This movie was gorgeous. I'm gonna just come out and say they took the the beauty of the first one and then they just like cranked it up to eleven. It was like almost too much. Yeah, it was almost like it was-, it was almost like my eyes and yeah, my was- brain couldn't comprehend that it was too beautiful. It's like that flapjack episode, the most beautiful <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was a lot there was so much going on and so many different things especially even animation styles when you look at like spot and you can see like the circles that make up his you know like you're drawing a character and they did that with some of the in-between frames with miguel first name basis and yeah. some other characters you could kind of see that but yeah uh, and even on yeah, 2099 so they cool. had like the the lines would go out past his body, like even where his eyes or his like yeah. spider eyes were, the lines would go out. I just thought it looked cool, man. Oops, this movie, I could watch it without any words. It did, but it looks that good. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because the beginning was almost like watching it with no words because the sound balancing was, it may have just been my theater. Oh, wow. But the very big, the very beginning when she's like playing drums and shit and talking, Nicole was like, I don't understand what they're saying. She's saying, and I was like, I, me neither, man. I'm catching every other word, but I, re- I heard it pretty just fine. Yeah. I don't know if it was that or, or what they were. Our theater boasts like, oh, it's got all this crazy sound. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. I know that y'all are balancing. So she's playing drums over here, but it, like, I'm not over there. So maybe <laughs> pipe in her words over that's, here. That's funny. Yeah, not to get to complaints early, but that was one of mine. It was like, there were some times I really couldn't understand what they were saying. Oh, that's so um, nice, it, Even when they're, and it, it got better, but that whole first part of the film when they're swinging around in the Guggenheim and, you know, you like hear them move like you heal. It was cool, kind of, in the theater, like Miguel O'Hara, like 299. Swings behind you, and you hear him like behind you, like, Oh, wow, ours, my theater now. doesn't do that. That's pretty cool. And that was neat, but then he's like off frame, and you can't hear him. You need like headphones to, to counterbalance that. Yeah. And I hate to put you on the spot, but you just saw it, and I saw it yesterday. Do you think you could run through a plot of the movie generally? You didn't Probably. hear half of it. Yeah, probably kind of simply. So it starts off with when Stacy kind of going through her loss and her longing for Miles Morales and how most Spider-Men throughout the series, they kind of have this longing for understanding. They can't tell many people about their their secret identity. And when they do, it always turns out bad, badly yeah. for them. So... You know, we we get some weird incursions throughout the movie as Gwen Stacy is like doing her thing. They're separated, right? She's not with any any of the other characters. She goes to battle the vulture, 
and it's not hard vulture it's like this incursion like da vinci-esque vulture renaissance vulture he looked cool it was cool and then she's introduced to jessica drew spider woman in 2099 they're fighting these incursions she kind of gets recruited on the team at that point we're introduced to miles and he's having the the issue that every spider-man has that how do you balance your like work life work life balance right so, he seems to be doing pretty good yeah. at it, though. I mean, besides like his school and everything, I guess yeah, most Spider Man, <laughs> yeah, most Spider Man are good at the Spider Man part, but they're not good at the 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 alter ego Peter Parker part. That's like the thing, right? <clears throat> yeah. So you know, he's having that issue. We we get introduced to our main antagonist, which I was really, I was so sure. That he was going to be like not really that big of a deal. I really thought that. Anyway, the spot we're introduced to the spot. Jason and, Schwartzman uh, did such a good job too, man. I thought he, yeah. I thought that, I thought he was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> like as a, as like a villain, you know. So, spoilers. Miguel is the movie's antagonist essentially, even though he's a good guy. He's still, you know, opposite of Miles, the story protagonist. But the bad guy, the villain of the movie is Spot, and he's just like in the background, sort of. He's more of like a more of like a background force rather than a character. Like, yeah, we get the interaction yeah. with him at, at at first, but then he just seems like as a, a a catalyst for the story. Right at the beginning of the movie, he's he doesn't understand his powers very well. Yeah, I love just like costume, like the bucket hat. <laughs> He's oh trying goodness, to steal an, so uh, an ATM from this guy. It, and Miles kind of puts him down. It's no big deal. But like you when, know, he webs, yeah, when he webs him up no and he has deal. like his, his arms and all of the different things, I was like, oh, that's freaking great. Yeah. And, you know, and then there's a big section where it's Miles again dealing with like family life and his parents mm-hmm. and trying to figure that out, which is it's a huge deal because it's like, do I tell him? Do I not tell him? Yeah, and he uh, sort of feels like he sort of feels like an anomaly because he, like, yeah, he's like the rest of the Spider-Man, but he's way closer with his family than I feel like any of the other ones are. So, like, right. when Gwen tells him, absolutely do not tell your parents, he's kind of like, I don't know, man. I think my parents would actually be okay with it. Yeah, I mean, he knows that they won't, otherwise he would have already told them. But I do yeah. love that that little, like, dream he has what do you call it like daydream he has where he's like, <laughs> he says like i'm spider-man or whatever and his parents are like oh we don't even care that you've been lying to us for a year you know, yeah. we love you that was really good and then we're reintroduced to the spider people gwen shows up in his area in his universe and you know, we kind of get that interaction, but we don't know that she has ulterior motives for being in his universe. We find out a little later that they're tracking. Yeah, they're tracking the spot. You know, he's like a, a kind of a big deal. I don't know why, though, because like they don't know he's a big deal yet. So yeah. I don't I don't know. I, I think they were spo- I think there was they were tracking him because of the of his ability to create these holes. And she was just supposed to bring him in. But since she got distracted, he became like this bigger thing. And then it escalated. Like, yeah. it was supposed to be like a snatch and grab thing. Like the rest of those villains that they had at the spider clubhouse. Yeah, but he's not an anomaly. So 
the other ones were all people got that got displaced. I guess the only time maybe they were tracking him. So he like kind of he goes he keeps saying holes, which is uncomfortable, but he gets kind of like put in his own hole. So yeah. he's like himself within himself. So that, that makes any sense. And he pops him into one hole and he finds out that he can travel the multiverse. Like he it's like this super old school, probably like the first appearance of Spider-Man type universe. Great. And then they had Lego, Lego, Lego which was great. Yeah, that was really great. And a call back to Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. And then, yeah, everything kind of catalyzes after that because she goes, checks out after there's this issue, the spot. He was created during the collapse of the, the collider that they made in the first one. And so he makes a mini one to get a little stronger because he's, out of spots he runs out of spots i don't know how that works yeah really and so miles not to i don't i'm not going to tell everything in detail but anyway miles is like yeah he he overhears gwen when she's talking to one of the other spider people in their club and jumps into a portal before it collapses that she goes through so that's when it really is cool I think because we see a whole new spider world it's Indian Spider-Man but it's a I like this design a little better than the original that was in mm-hmm. the Spider-Verse I think yeah yeah the basic one where he's just like Spider-Man from the waist up and then as on like yeah, Aladdin thing like <laughs> that's a first I don't mean that I don't mean that offensively anyone out there that's just the, what I thought when I <laughs> see it the drawing the drawing was offensive I know there's a look like Aladdin I know there's a proper name for it I'm sorry it was probably, yeah, it's just cultural appropriation at that point. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and so they have this whole thing with the spot, and he's become more powerful, you know. Now he can travel dimensions all on his own. Yeah, he create his own holes. Yeah, he goes to, he goes to Alchemax. Their Alchemax have become even stronger because they all have a collider, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's like, a, they all have these... They call them canon events. Also, we learn about this where it's like all of these, like, yes, there's different universes, different versions, all these different things that happen. But there are certain instances that are similar through all of the through all of these universes. And I think like an interaction with the collider is one of them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's that whole thing was pretty interesting. Yeah. I was looking to to see. see we get to see we. I don't do we get introduced? Yeah, we get introduced in with to Hobie at this part. Yeah. And man, he was cool. He was cool, dude. It was really cool. He was another one that was like, what's he saying? But I mean, that's kind of the point because he's speaking Cockney English. But um yeah. at certain points in the movie, there's like the box, the reference box that comes uh-huh. up, which I thought was they doesn't last long enough because it like, doesn't last long enough. Yeah. It was like the first time but, they did it, it was like gone in a second. I couldn't read what it said. It was like hammer space or something like the hammer space. Yeah, hammer space. They were talking about like how Spider-Ham has a pocket for a giant hammer. Yeah. And they're talking about being able to save for the vulture, how he he had hammer space to just pull shit out of. Yeah. We get to introduce a lot of characters from, from this point. Yeah. You know? Hobie. I think the coolest thing about Hobie's animation is like when you see the toys and everything, he just looks like a Spider-Man punk. You know, he's got like shifty eyes or whatever. Yeah. In in the movie, he is like 
a zine. Like he's like yeah. torn paper. And it's and always like changing. Printed over. Yeah. It was, that was really, really cool and really on brand for like a punk. Yeah. So I love that. But yeah, we, he is like an agent of chaos in this, which is really cool. Yeah. I love that he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm against the establishment, you know? Yeah. I like how they set it up where yeah. they, they tried to do this like love triangle thing, but then he wasn't really like that. He was, he actually really like miles, like their relationship was cool. He actually helped him out. You know, he just was really, he was like, what are you doing? Why are you even, why do you want to be a part of this? This, this actually kind of sucks, man. This is, this is, you're yeah. coming to work for the man essentially. And I think it is kind of funny. Like, it didn't feel like it was trying to be too much of a love triangle to me because he was saying things so innocently, like, like maybe Gwen was into Hobie because he's yeah. a guitar player, you know, that thing. Mm-hmm. And Hobie's like, yeah, I mean, you can shack up with me if you need a place to stay. Yeah. But well, I mean, really. like the, the movie was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man Andy like, was like, does he, does he know about Hobie? And then he was like, yeah. wait, what? And he's like, I don't think he knows about Hobie. And it was like, the movie was trying to set it up as like this love triangle, but then in reality, he was just like a cool dude. I would like to, and this is one of my life's biggest complaints about all these comic book movies. I don't have a huge problem with it myself, but I think it's so funny how often they cross pollinate. Because like Dopender from Deadpool was the voice of Spider Man India. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. And then and then we've got what's her name, Haley Seinfeld, who is yeah. hot girl. Obi was in you know, Black Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just funny how they all just cross pollinate to other Hit the comic check, book dog. Comics. Hit the check. <laughs> Brian the Tyree check. Henry. Brian Tyree Henry. Who was he? Eternals. He's his dad. Oh, yeah. Wow. Also, we're in the spider lobby, spider clubhouse, and there's a lot. Oh, it's a, it's this movie, if I had to describe it in one word is overwhelming yeah yeah it, there are so many spider people there are a lot and you're you'll sit there and you're like oh i know that one. Ooh, i know that reference yeah. um it's almost it like so fa- really and it's happening so fast you're like hold on wait that's that from yeah, that and it. that <laughs> yeah pause it for a second damn it what's really cool okay so uh, yeah, well, never mind. Y'all watch the movie for the plot point that happens here and here. Obviously, yeah, we don't yeah, want to spoil yeah. the whole thing. But what's really great, I don't want to spoil it too much, but some of the appearances that we see within that, not just references, right? We all knew it was going to happen, but like the video game, PS4 Spider-Man perfect. shows up. That was great. Looks just like the game, too. Looked, like, looked exactly like it. It was perfect. Like he's in his stuff. That's the weirdest thing. You don't see it a lot with a lot of the other spider people. Aaron from the Sony Spider-Man from Tom Holland's Spider-Man was there. Yeah. Uncle yeah. Aaron. That was great because everybody was like, oh shit, that means. And he was you know. dressed as the Prowler too. So it was like, damn, what could have been? He yeah. could have been the Prowler in that. <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. Maybe. He looks cool. But I love, again, like there's so many different references in this where they're in the style of the movie but the ps4 and the real human interactions were really fun this is like oh shit it's so it's like who framed roger rabbit moment for me sometimes it didn't work though like whenever they were given the intervention and again we're not we're gonna just gloss over the rest of the movie it's 
because it, I don't want to spoil like the main stuff. You should see it if you haven't, then you'll, if you have seen it, you'll get what we're talking about. If you haven't, you should see it. Yeah, so I like I know the, sometimes the animation didn't work. So when they were like circling him, amazing to see spectacular Spider-Man love this character. Great design, great show, but they 3d animated him, which I guess they couldn't make him flat. And it just looked weird. Like I was like, what? I agree. I agree. And they showed his animation when they're like talking about, they're talking about loss, right? Everybody loses whatever. Yeah. And they show like a bubble that shows animation from that TV show, which is cool. I'm glad that they embraced that TV show because it is one of the best Spider-Man TV shows ever made. Yeah. Underrated. But his animation reminded me of like a filter on TikTok that you can like put somebody's face in the middle of it. And, it and they're like, behind. Dancing, and they're like so. behind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's just like a weird warp puppet thing. His was a little like that. Uh, yeah. but still cool can I, we talk about that scene for a not, second man that that i hated that scene not like it was bad i was just like man this sucks yeah, like all of that. his friends were like he's learning that they didn't they couldn't come see him or didn't come see him because of you know it would mess all this stuff up and he's just like completely betrayed it just it was a sucky situation to be in yeah one of the so one thing we gloss over early we glossed over early are like these early hints that twenty ninety nine is the antagonist. I mean, you said he was, but at one point when he's fighting the vulture, he like his fangs come out, you know. Yeah, because uh, Miguel O'Hara is not a normal Spider Man. Like he he was created in a lab. He genetically engineered with spider stuff rather than yeah, yeah, like yeah. a spider bite. So. His whole thing is way different. And I don't think Miguel is going to be like the bad guy. I just think for this movie, and I think it'll change in the second one, but I think for this movie, he serves as like the opposition to right. Miles. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the hurdle that Miles has yeah. to get past. He, he's an asshole, though. He's oh, my God. He's like crazy. I was like, dude, chill out. And even like Peter B. Park was like, hey, man, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, he was a little too chill in this one, but he was, you know, uh, one thing that I found interesting and I don't find it's a little bit of a complaint. Maybe that again, maybe this is my theater, but in the previews, like I hate previews like this where they just put a voice line and it has nothing to do with the scene, but they kind of make it match up to where it's like almost like bad anime where they try to match it up with whatever Mm -hmm. the lips are moving. And I'm like, I know that he didn't just say that. Don't Mm -hmm. do that. (laughs) Yeah. And I, and I know that they're trying to do like the misleading thing, which is fine, but I just hate it because it's like, whatever the problem, what that I had is that in the actual movie, I felt like there was some of that where the voice lines didn't match up completely with the, with the words that were being spoken. I like when we see Peter B. Parker and he's coming down and he's like, oh man, Miguel O'Hara, he's always talking all this science shit, blah, blah, blah. That seemed like somebody added that in in post, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that I can see that. Did belong there, but yeah, we we see Peter B again, and which is cool for the most part. But that scene was really rough because it became like it went from supportive in some ways to like, oh shit, they're like about to jump yeah. his ass. Yeah, it went from like you know? an intervention. 
to like, and eh, you can't leave. And I was thinking the whole time, I was like, where, where's the team at? Where's the team from my, you know, my people from the first one. And I was like, they're not going to betray him. Surely they're going to bust in and break him out. We see Penny from the first one. I was like, oh, sweet. Penny's here. Yes. She's, She's got a new robot. The, She's got closer to the, which I'm glad I never bought that first one. I almost bought it. <laughs> that toy a million yeah. times. I was like, I don't really like it that much. You know? <laughs> But now she's more, uh, her new spider robot is closer to like the comic spider. But when they showed her, nope. She was with everyone else. And I was just like, what the is this? Like, he's going to really be on his own. This And and that's kind of the problem I had because they introduced, that's the only really, the only plot problem that I had. Because they introduced a new loss mechanic. And in the first movie, it was like, we've all experienced loss. For me, mm-hmm. it was Peter. For me, it was Uncle Ben. You know, whatever. Who's the and, captain and, in this one? Yeah. And now it's like, no, that's that's this event that has to occur. It's like the captain of the police force has to die. And I and it, to me, that just didn't jive with what we had talked about in the first movie. It's all that's, this. Uh, I am not comparing these two movies. I'm prefacing this statement with that. No comparison at all to these two movies. It's just funny to me. It's like someone noticed like, oh, hey, also there's a captain that dies in all of these, like someone writing or someone working on the movie. It's like, we should add that in. It's almost like in Batman versus Superman, no one in the history of comic books realized that Batman's mother and Superman's mother have the same name. So they're like, no one knows this. So let's... <laughs> yeah, no one for the past 100 years, you know, mm-hmm. however long Superman's been out. No Again, one not comparing these two movies. It's Across funny. the Spider-Verse buries that movie a zillion times. But it just seems like one of those things that's like, oh, no one noticed that there is this recurring second Spider-Man grief moment. Well, that's, I mean, there's a million, really. Yeah. At yeah. that point, it's like, They'll make these movies forever. Gwen Gwen had mentioned that. She was like, every time Gwen, in almost every universe, Gwen falls for Spider-Man, and in almost every universe, it ends badly. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of this lost stuff, but that that event that has to be like this catalyst for him becoming hero, whatever, whatever, keep their universe. Essentially, it doesn't even have, it it doesn't seem like it even has to be that, Mm -hmm. but it's something that, if interrupted, it could destroy that part of the that universe or that timeline or whatever, you know. I was wondering where, like, because I knew it was like, it's, it feels weird that Gwen and Peter, it really felt strange that Peter B. was so willing to, to be on the side of 2099, Miguel. And yeah, even though I, he, I, he felt a little torn about it, and like, I genuinely think the... The them tracking his location wasn't really him, like no trying to to trap so. him. But I was like, "There's no way Spider Ham would go with this. There's no way Noir would go with this. Like, what? Where are these guys at?" Yeah, I was interested. <clears throat> I I knew that they weren't going to be in the movie because they talked about not being in the movie. <laughs> but uh-huh. yeah, uh, there's a lot of moments like that where I feel like Peter B is like not into it. And it, it always comes down. You get a strong enough guy, a strong enough case, you know, with M- Miguel O'Hara saying like, 
this is the way it has to be. Yeah. You know? And my son was asking me because my son loved it. And he was like, why is, why is he so at like, why is he doing all this? Why is he so, you know, not adamant? I didn't say, why is he so adamant about it? But why is he like so (laughs) determined? Why is he so determined? And I was like, listen, man, he, and they, they included this to add to the gravity of it. He creepily took over some dead guy's life and then watched that entire universe collapse around him. I was like, that's gotta be a traumatic experience. Right. And, and Peter B was there. So that's yeah, probably gone. He was there. But I imagine that the threat is going to be deeper than that. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like in the next movie, they're going to reveal that it wasn't really that at all. It was something else yeah. that created that. Anyway, this is, yeah, we start getting real crazy there. There's the big J scene. Nicole had, like, had to go pee right in the middle of that. And I was, she goes, what happened? I was like, I can't even describe it to you. <laughs> it's like a, it's no like a roller coaster. At that point, whenever Miles leaves, which is just, it's a great cinematic scene. He leaves and he's running and the, all these spider, these ridiculous spider people are chasing him. A lot of them. It's not a complaint, but a lot of them just seem like AI generated spider people. Like they weren't really <laughs> references, but there were some great ones like the original amazing super spider for Spider-Man is amazing friends. He's like, oh, I pulled something. I laughed out loud. That was one of the weirdest. Yeah, that was probably one of the weirdest like scenes because it was almost like he was in two dimensions, uh-huh. one dimension at one point. Yeah, one, one dimension. And, and I will say, so you're right. Some of them are definitely like AI kind of generate. I there's mean, I'm sure generic. there's there. Well, and they're repeated. So that was the only problem I had. We both love Spider-Man Unlimited, right? Yeah. We, we see him in there. We see him in there. I'm pointing to Nicole. I'm like, there he is. <laughs> And then, but immediately we see him again. And mm-hmm. that was a complaint that I, I had. It wasn't a bit, it's a, so it's a, such a stupid complaint because who doesn't want to see more? I mean, he's unlimited, right? There's more than one, <laughs> but we see him in the scene surrounding miles. And then mm-hmm. while they're chasing miles, Miguel's like all Spider-Man look for miles morale or follow Spider-Man. And then they yeah. pull the joke, but he's there again. He's like in the next yeah. scene in a different part of the place. That's, and they have that, you know. that's Spider-Man 2020 99 or whatever he was. The one that has like the stupid robot arms, six robot arms. That was one of the weirdest scenes because I'm like, this is the most low poly looking. <laughs> yeah. What is yeah. he from? He looked like he was from a PlayStation 2 game. He's just, a, he, he's <laughs> from the comic books. Right. But I'm just saying like the way he was animated yeah he looks super outdated so that was cool that whole section is cool we have this like miguel o'hara chasing him up a train being a real dick again saying that yeah. he was an, an anomaly which i thought i mean i'm like yeah man that was great for the story it was great for the story though because and it's another one of those moments it's like you don't really think about it he really is he really wasn't supposed to be spider-man and I'm thinking, you know, it plays into the whole, you know, people on the internet that say, oh, Miles isn't Spider-Man, but he is, you know, like he, he 100% probably the most Spider-Man person in this movie. Well, and that's another thing. It's like, 
with the comic books and the ultimate spider-man there's like several of these spiders right i think he gets yeah he gets the oz the Oscorp spiders yeah 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 which it was the same one that it wasn't the same one but it was like one created the original peter parker spider-man in in the unlimited universe and then there was another one that bit miles morales i don't think it was the same one yeah i don't Um, remember if it wasn't right and and so he kind of is an anomaly. Like he's he's not named Peter Parker or something mm-hmm. similar, and he doesn't have this. He doesn't have the same surrounding people. He's just an outlier. Yeah, and his explain, parents parents didn't. No one died like that in his life. His uncle died in the last movie, well, but I think that kind of like happened because of like these canon events that sort of surround Spider People. Yeah, and one. One major plot point was I don't feel like it was a real spoiler is they they say that his spider came from a different universe. So yeah. that's kind of a Yeah, and a that's why deal. he's anomaly. And that ties into the spot because the spot was doing research or something. Found the spider originally. Cause he was saying yeah, cause like, cause he was like, I created you. I'm your arch nemesis. But I just I love that. That trope of supervillain is my favorite, where it's like a great superhero and then like mediocre or terrible villain, but he's determined to be the arch nemesis of the superhero. That's my favorite yeah. supervillain trope. Yeah. Yeah. He basically, well, it's interesting because, you know, in the subway where he was bit was right outside Alpha Max, like the collider and everything. So uh-huh. I guess that's how he found the spider again after it bit Miles. Yeah, I don't know. So it's a bunch there, and then the main deal. And I knew it was like they they had to spell it out for some people afterwards. But there's this thing that it's like a it encases these incursion prisoners in this like I don't know cocoon thing, and then shoots them. This machine analyzes their DNA, finds out what universe they're from, and shoots them back to it. Miles Morales makes it back to this machine, gets his shit in it, his shit scanned, and it says like Universe 42 or whatever. And I saw I that, and I just didn't, I was just, there was so much going on that before the reveal, I put it together, but I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Once that happens, I was like, oh, I see where this is going. Because there's this whole part about him, you know, being, Shouldn't have been Spider-Man, the Spider-Man from the universe that the spider was from. There's no Spider-Man there, you know, because. Yeah. So. I saw that coming. And where are the other heroes in all of these. Universes? Yeah, right. Well, they it's Sony, so they can't have them. Yeah, they talk about Doctor Strange. And the, that, that was one of my favorite lines. When's like Doctor Strange doesn't sound like a guy that should be practicing medicine. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. I laughed out loud at that too. I was like, that's a stupid thing that me or one of my friends would say. It's that was probably, I love, there's one section when there's like no way to read it without pausing, but somebody cracks a joke and then everybody, all the spider people in the area crack a joke about it or whatever. Uh It's just like uh, some stupid one liners. Jessica Drew says something like, says something along the lines like do you always have to joke or something like that 
or something. Yeah. I can't. I remember, I remember exactly what you're saying. What the part you're talking about? Anyway, I feel like the the plot here, plot description is quite a bit. Anyway, the after this, basically, yeah, Miles kind of gets stuck in the wrong universe. Gwen's out. She gets a little help from Hobie and goes out. Oh, he that's he made that shit from all the shit he was stealing in a lab. Just occurred yeah. to me. Yeah. He made a new. He was bracelet. so cool, man, and he quit. He also yeah. quit the Spider Society. Yeah. But anyway, he makes a new, like, Gwen gets kicked out. He makes her a new watch, gives it to her dad. Yeah, because he hinted at it earlier. He's like, because he asked Miles why he wants to join. He's like, because I had one of those watches I could see all my friends. He's like, why don't you make one yourself? (laughs) Yeah. And then he goes and does it at the end. Yeah. yeah. See, I didn't hear that. Couldn't understand him. (laughs) You got to have that. You got to speak cognitive. Yeah. Uh, he was so, so cool, man. He was very cool. And I wish, like, having the figure, I'm like, damn, I wish it would have come with an unmasked head sculpt because he looked yeah. cool as shit. What do you think about, and we're all over the place, guys, just because it's as it comes oh, to me. What well, do you think of, yeah, on. Uh, hold on. Let's so, round this out. So, yeah. yeah, I'm just going to round it up. The rest of it basically is Miles gets trapped in the wrong universe and there's some, I don't want to spoil any major reveals, but basically his uncle's still alive there. His, his father had died in the universe without Spider-Man. Right. And then there's just kind of like a big reveal there and he's basically trapped, but with a little hope of escape. And then Gwen is like gathering up because she realizes she goes to his home universe and he's not there and realizes he went to the wrong one. So she gathers up all the old team and then they're going yeah. and that's it. Yeah. So why would, why would Pete that. take Mayday again? Like, I don't know. I thought about that too. Like, I get it the first time. The ropes, I guess. During the chase, I get it. She was there and that just kind of happened. But why would he take her again to go to the second part? He's still wearing the robe. It's terrible, <laughs> man. I love him. He's the perfect Spider-Man to me. Yeah, and he's kind of like, he's like the original. Oh, well, never mind. He just says that it happens to him, but they kind of hint that he was like the first Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. We get to see Spider-Ham. Spider-Ham and Spider-Man Noir. They're joining the the fight to to save Miles, which I thought was cool. I was like, there they are. My old team's back and Penny's with them. So I was like, this is it. They're back. You know, to be continued. Yeah, it was, and then the the credits are really cool. <laughs> the stay for the credits because I mean, it, there was no like after there was no credits, end credit, yeah. just really beautiful credits. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I would watch it. You know, I did. I wanted to buy the art book for the first one, and I probably I probably will buy it now that I think about it again. But I'm definitely going to buy the art book book for the second one. One thing that I'm happy that I didn't do is you know they had released the Cyborg Spider Woman figure oh my god 60 bucks and i was like it's super cool but i don't know maybe if i see the movie and she's so important in the movie i might have to have it and i was like oh thank god i didn't buy she was was in for like six seconds and they teased her as like jessica drew like this alternate spider woman so it seemed like it was going to be cool but no yeah no she doesn't even say a word no what did you think about 
Ben Riley. So I am a I am a hardcore Ben Riley fan. I am, and I, I won't say what I feel about it yet. But people on the internet that are other hardcore massive Ben Riley fans are upset with Ben Riley. They're like, before, I heard that they use Ben Riley as a stupid the '90s were bad joke. What did you think about him? Yeah, kind of. It was a little too much. Yeah, but. I mean, I also love Ben Riley, and the 90s were stupid, and the clone saga was stupid. So, coming at it from that, I, I, even, honestly, even the last Ben Riley story we read was a little stupid, like yeah. Ben Riley related. So, as much as I loved Scarlet Spider, uh-huh. the only thing I hated about it is how much he looked like Peter B and Peter A. Like, I kind of wanted him to look like a different spider person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I loved how busy he was. I loved it. Like, I was smiling from ear to ear because some people really, really covet the 90s. I love 90s comics. I'm not taken away from that. I grew up on 90s comics. Like, that's what got me yeah. into it. They're objectively not good, though. <laughs> like, right. whether you have a problem with forced diversity in comic books or them being woke, whatever. Generally, art has gotten better since the 90s. Generally, storytelling has gotten better since the 90s. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't that doesn't matter. It just that's just how progress is. Like people get better at telling stories as the years pass. And I thought it was great. Andy Sandberg was the perfect voice for it. And he I didn't realize that was him. It was Andy Samberg. He was so good. I loved it, man. It was a bit much, especially when they he went to New York with it's because he didn't do anything. Like he gets he gets webbed up and shot back out. He he was funny. It was cool. I don't know what people wanted. I don't they didn't need they weren't ever going to get this main character, Ben Riley, serious character, when we already have a ton of those characters in this movie. You were they were never going to get that. Now, and one of my favorite things of modern movies is taking the piss out of these characters that are supposed to be a big deal. I know a yeah. lot of people were pissed off about Adam Warlock, too. And I'm like, yeah, but yeah. That's, that was funny. I mean, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. And, and, he, was, and, and he didn't exemplify Ben Riley. He exemplified the joke of the 90s. Like, oh, he's the 90s, extra yeah. big. And he's like emotional and he has so much inner monologues, yeah. you know, it was perfect in my opinion. It just was yeah. character wise. What characters, new characters stood out for you? Well, who did you like? Well, who, what characters did you like in general? This movie? I mean, every character I think was strong. We obviously, yeah. we gushed over that for a long time. I loved, I'm going to see if I can, I've got his name here somewhere. Peter Habakkuk. The Indian ah, Spider-Man was yeah, great. He was Love so that. good. He was the first Peter Parker that I've ever witnessed to not have like emotional trauma. He seemed like a generally happy in his regular life, happy in his Spider-Man life. Yeah. He's an yeah. anomaly. Yeah, that one was great. Honestly, it was kind of hard to watch Miles because he was just like being thrown around and shit on constantly from every yeah. direction. It was Miles sad. was great. Really Miles, was, Miles was great in it. He's a great main character. But it was. It was rough to see him like he l- genuinely loved all these people from the first movie. 
and longed for this connection and, and desperately wanted to see his friends again. And all the while, it was like his friends had the ability to come see him, but they not only couldn't, but they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't make it happen. And it was just kind of heartbreaking to see a character go through that. You know, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I will say that my, on the inverse of that, my least favorite character was Miguel O'Hara. Mainly yeah, because I, I love 29. I mean, it's the same thing. People are having the same problem with Ben Riley, right? They have such a yeah. strong connection. I love Miguel O'Hara. I love 29. No, I haven't read all the books, but I've always yeah. just loved that he with is the aesthetic. He's the and outlier. And his, his storyline. Yeah. He's yeah. an anomaly himself. Yeah. I wonder if they'll delve into like him being an anomaly because they don't really talk that he freaks out and is about to eat paper freaking vulture. But yeah. And he's taken some kind of medication that calms him down. But yeah. He was, he seemed pretty chill, but like serious at the very beginning. He looked which I was like, okay. I, at first, I was like, I don't like his design. I did, at first, I was like, in the from the previews and stuff, I was like, I don't like it. I hate the big Batman spikes on the side. I hated him. But then he actually looked really cool in the movie, man. Yeah, and I feel like the spikes got bigger after the yeah, chase. Yeah, they, like, they, would, they would change. He would use them as, like, weapons, and they would shrink back down. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I prefer, like, his comic look more. Yeah. But the... The, the design made more sense in this because he is mm-hmm. from 2099. I know, like, so for people that don't know, his co- costume is like a Halloween costume. It's supposed to be like a Dia de los Muertos costume or something like that. Yeah. So that's why it has like a skull on it. It really made sense, but it works. It looks yeah. cool. But yeah, he's just like, he sucks in this movie. He, yeah, I mean, and that's, they wrote him that way. They want you not yeah. to like him. So. Yeah, Jessica Drew kind of bothered me too. She's kind of an asshole. She's a cop, man. Yeah, she's a cop. That's the first thing I said. I was like, "Oh, she's a cop." Yeah, she was still cool. I love. She was cool. The addition of like the the finger webs that I think the Ultimate Spider Woman has finger webs. I don't. Yeah, I wasn't sure about six one six version. She does too. They're gross. I thought that was cool. Yeah, it is gross, but it's still cool. People are fake outraging on the internet about like, why are they having this lady do all this fighting while she's pregnant? I'm like, dude, she's not a real lady, man. She's not a real lady. Yeah. Beyond that, babies were in danger in this movie. Not a real baby, not a real person. Yeah. Just superpowers, man. It's not like a regular ass mom was up there fighting the vulture or Spider Man. (laughs) The motorcycle is very cool. Yeah, there's. I want to say my my like Peter B. Parker and Gwen honestly got taken down a peg for me. I just Mm. I don't like Peter B. I don't like it, man. I he they were they have such and they do they still talk about it, and he just seems like too laid back. Like he was still like joking and stuff whenever Miles was getting attacked by Miguel, and this was like what. You guys have such a connection. Like, there's no serious moment in this Spider-Man. Yeah, I was disappointed a little bit in that. Especially, I mean, they did have that one moment when they're alone talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, yeah, it was, I don't know, a little jokey-jokey. He was supposed uh, to be his mentor. He talk, the, the joke was that he was his mentor, but it was like, 
You're not going to even like, you know, you know how they do like a jokingly oops, you know, like he helps him get away and, but he backs like it's an accident. Like they didn't do anything like that. I was like, what? He's about to get yeah. chomped by fucking vampire spider hand. Yeah. It's vampire Spider-Man's like licking his eardrum or ear yeah. lobe. Nobody cares. Yeah. Other than that, man, it's just, so I literally, we may have mentioned this earlier. I literally watched it two hours ago. Yeah. Maybe. And so it's still very fresh on me. I didn't have, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I don't have like that digesting period because there is so much in this movie. But yeah, you don't have that post-movie clarity. No. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I sat with it for a little bit yeah. and I, I didn't, it is over, that overwhelming. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It is just a lot. I do have two main complaints. And this is something that I said after I, my first spoiler-free review that I put online. Two major complaints about this movie. One is that it really, and this is more of me, more of like, it's on me. I watched too many of the trailers. I watched too many anything that they put out, right? Any little clip they put out, I watched. And there really wasn't that much more than that. Mm. They were just like extended versions of the trailer. And yes, there were some twists that were great and they really saved it for me. But a lot of the movie, I was like, yeah, this is, this is about how I thought it was going to go based on everything that I've seen. Right. It, I, I can agree with that. It, there's certain portions that don't really, there's a lot of different plot lines and it doesn't really, it kind of seems like it doesn't find its legs until halfway through maybe. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, a little long. Not that, not that the beginning is bad by any means. It's just yeah. almost feels like two separate movies in some areas. Yeah. And it is a full setup for the next one. I hope. And yeah, because if it's not, then it maybe take this movie down a peg in my eyes, but it feels like a full setup for the third movie to be this like robust story. Like you said, there might be an actual explanation to why the spot is this real antagonist. Yeah. And I would say that that's the real strength of the first movie is that it doesn't feel like it's, I mean, this one is originally titled part one, right? So yeah, yeah. We knew that it was going to be part one of two movies. Yeah, the funniest thing was whenever it ended and it said to be continued, my son out loud, it was so quiet. It was out loud. My son said, that's the <laughs> Yeah. It was like the funniest thing. It's definitely like Empire Strikes Back type ending. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. the middle of a trilogy. Yeah. But the, yeah. Fir- the first movie had the strength of being a whole thing like being a movie that could not have had a sequel yeah 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 but this one yeah i imagine that the third one it better be or it's gonna serve the same it's gonna have the curse of every spider-man i really hope not man second complaint there was no spider-man there was no leopardon I'm, sh- you know, I have to the end of it. And I mean, I was watching it like a micros. I was like magnifying glass, looking at each individual freeze frame Spider-Man. Where was he? I have a feeling that's a Toei issue. Like that's a rights issue. Where is it's he? It's gotta be. Maybe he'll be in the third one. Man. 
He, if he's not in the third one, I'll burn the movie theater down. He doesn't. He's not into. He's not into the spider society. He's he an emissary of hell. That's why. Yeah. This movie gets bonus points for including Venomverse. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very silly, like, I guess we got to put it in there. Because we can. It's like, you know, you have so many licensing issues, like you said. There's so many licensing and red tape. But they're like, mm, what Spider-Man related property can we put in here? And Venom's like, hey, we're, we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, you, notice the, you notice the gum he got was Venom Mint? I didn't. I hate that. That was the title of the gummy guy. It's like, yes, we get it. It's from Venom. Because everybody's <laughs> like, who's this Asian lady? Yeah, all right. uh, oh, man. It would have been yeah. cool if she like, t- if, you know, during the Venom movie where she had Venom for a little bit and you could see it in her eyes. It'd be cool yeah. if it was like that was like Spot went over into that movie at that point. Yeah. And while she had Venom and she like sort of transformed a little bit, that would have been cool. But. Budget, yeah, I guess. I guess, yeah, right. That there was a that was some of the strengths. I mean, it didn't happen all the time, and it wasn't perfect. But the the Who Framed Roger Rabbit moments were pretty funny, where it's like a human intermixed in there. Yeah, for me, yeah, it worked. I didn't have a lot of complaints. Like I said, I still need to digest it. I think for me, the biggest parts are like, where's this story going? You know, where is it? I can watch a Spider-Man swing around and be, do spider stuff all day. Like, I'm, yeah. so I it's still entertaining, but I'm like, where's the actual, where's the plot right now? What are we doing? Yes. So it reminds me of when I saw, and again, I'm not comparing these two movies. It just, the feeling reminds me of when I saw Batman, the one with Joker, Dark Knight. When I saw that one in theaters. I remember watching it, loving it again. I can watch Batman do his Batman thing for hours. I, you're not going to come hear me really complain about it being too long, right? Mm. But whenever you got to about the two face reveal, I was like, oh, "This is this is going to be a crazy cliffhanger. This is a great right, idea. yeah." And then it's like an hour was. and a half. It's like an hour and a half more of a movie. They're still movie. Yeah. They could have split that up and then they would they never had to make that shitty third movie. Yeah. And so this one, I actually really like the third one. I know some people don't. But that's how it was with this one. There were multiple parts where I was like, man, they're gonna they're gonna end it right here. That sucks. But then it was like, nah, bro. Like I thought it was gonna end after the multiple times, but really thought it was gonna end after the intervention scene yeah and i was like well, this is gonna be this is a solid ending i guess it's sad yeah i'm glad it didn't end there because it didn't it didn't have enough miles in it at that point i don't think yeah but i agree yeah and i think the only other complaint that i have is like i love the beginning with gwen and we know that miles has been doing this for like 16 months but we don't see that you know we're seeing him fight this one guy and and then get shit on by his parents and like the school and everything yeah and that's they it. Did it a not, little bit he like he fought the armadillo but it's like he had already been doing it for a while you know like yeah, you said there, we didn't get funny. to see the being we didn't get to see him do it would have been cool to see like a little montage of like him growing up they did like the yeah. journal of him growing but it would have been cool to see like a montage of him fighting yeah um, that's what i wanted to see more somebody to see more of those villains because that's my favorite part. I mean, Spider-Man's strength is in 
his villains, I think. The armor well, scene was great, though. Funny. That was funny. <laughs> it's such a stupid character. Well, and that, again, there's, I know people, I have a friend that's a fan and of the armadillo and like, oh yeah, he'll like, oh, I'm a big fan of Captain America. He was originally a Captain America villain and all this. And I know he's going to be like, oh man, they shit all over. Like, who cares? Who cares? And lots of Easter eggs that we didn't even talk about. Like the, all the villains and stuff were really cool. My favorite one was that rhino that was just a rhino. (laughs) Yeah. The most boring rhino. Yeah. I was like, God, that's great. I liked this movie. I liked it a lot. I really did. As we talked about before we started recording, the first one has such a such a special place in my heart as like, it just it totally surprised me. It continues to surprise me to this day. I do think that this one continues sort of that trajectory. And I think it continues that first one very well, even though it's a lot. But as you said, it's sort of Empire Strikes Back vibe. We know it's the middle movie. We know that in a year we'll get the next part of it. And I'm, it all depends on how that third one is. Because if that third yeah. one's really good, then it Empire Strikes Back is a lot of people's favorite movie. You know what I mean? So if that next one's really good, then this one, it boosts this one. If that next one's really bad, then it drops this one down a peg. So it's really how it ends up being a full story. I guess in the long yeah, run, I, see. Yeah. Uh, what I really hate is that we have to wait a, yeah, a year, yeah, right? March, yeah, and I just you know the, uh, there are certain comic books on my wish list on like my comic shop in Midtown that I'm like I, I have those in there. I was trying to get them for like sp- price jumps of like random Spider-Man characters that are really cheap that people don't even Spider Punk. It was like twenty bucks. People didn't know about it, but it's already gone up to ninety. And I was like, damn, I was going to buy that. I don't know why I didn't buy it for the movie. Mm-hmm. But last night I got home, and this is just an anecdote before we wrap things up. Last night I got home and, you know, my family and I were talking about the movie. And then I go and I'm turning down the house to go to bed. And I get a notification, email notification from Midtown in New York. And they're like, hey, Lex, we got a book that's on your wish list. It finally came in. You know, let us know if you want to add it to your card and get it. And I went to check it out, and it was the first appearance of Miles Morales. Ultimate Fallout 4 from back in the day. Polybagged, still good to go. And I was like, oh, that's dangerous, man. <laughs> it's like a dangerous wish list. It was, but it, I paused because it was like 560 bucks. I, I paused long enough that someone else <laughs> bought it. So I was like, thank God. Sometimes I do that too when something I'm like, I should get this. And then I wait. I'm just like kind of yeah, slow. I the, had it set up to just yeah. hit go. And I was like, I paused just long enough that it was gone. And I was like relieved that it's gone. Yeah. Um, and I told my wife, she was like, is she, this is her thing always. She's like, you should just got it. It's like, no. No. Yeah, don't, don't tell me. Don't um, tell me. Well, we're circling the drain, guys. We're back. Next week, we'll be back with um, our... Yeah, before we completely circle, do you at least... I mean, we talked about it for the longest time, but would you recommend this movie (laughs) for people to go see this since this is a review? Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. I did. I genuinely loved it. And when I left, I, I... 
we talked about not watching movies more than once, and I've watched Into the Spider-Verse a hundred times. I feel like I have to watch this movie a few more times to to really get in there and see some of those things that I missed. But I do yeah. strongly recommend it. It's really hard to do a movie with so many, I would say complex characters, even though they're all spider people with generally the same backgrounds, you yeah. know? Right. But there are many complexities to each one of them. And it's, I would imagine it's so hard to pull off. And I feel like this one did, did it. You know, we, it got introduced to a lot of new characters. Well, maybe not a lot of new characters, a few new characters that each have their own sort of backgrounds. And I, I feel like they, it was a successful second movie. I think so. It was a lot, though. Yeah, I, I look forward to seeing it again. Yeah. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters. I might. That might be a go watch it by myself in the afternoon movie. Yeah. I did hey. spend a. I did spend a lot of time going like, oh, that's that. And this is that one. And that's a reference to that. I, was, I, yeah. tr- I tried, but. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot, man. It was so, it was a lot. And that's my one word review is it was overwhelming, but in a good way. Like I'm not going to, I love Spider-Man. You know, I love Miles Morales, his Spider-Man. I genuinely, and this is, you can be a hot take if you want to take it this way. I genuinely think that in modern times, Peter Parker should retire in the comic books for just this era of comics, just for a little while, you know, 10 years. Retire, let him have a kid, let him live his life, let him be married to Mary Jane and mentor Miles whenever he needs it and let Miles be the Spider-Man. I feel like the popularity of his movies can allow that. And I just, I, I love the character and I can't believe that it's been such a success, honestly. I agree. And I think that in some ways that was the joke in, in No Way Home when he's like, man, I always thought you were going to be black, you know, because yeah. the, the struggle that the Spider-Man struggle just doesn't make sense for like a white dude yeah, that's yeah. good at science anymore. Like it doesn't yeah. make sense. So who is a uh, genius? Yeah. It just doesn't quite ring the same bell, I guess. But at any rate. In the beginning of the movie, and this is just for me, when Gwen was trying to guess who Miguel was, she asked, was he the Blue Panther? Mm. She asked, was he Dark Garfield? Yeah, Dark Garfield. Was that a reference of like Andrew Garfield or Garfield the Cat? I think Garfield the cat. I thought Garfield. But like, the cat. but why, but I don't understand it though. And why would she know who Andrew Garfield is? I just I don't. Why? What made him? What would you? You would look at him and think Garfield in any aspect. Maybe. Well, it's because he has like stripes, right? Maybe. I no. didn't understand it. I was like, it's funny, like an audience nod as like Garfield. I I agree with you. I don't know who why she would know that, but. Yeah, uh, it didn't make sense for him to be like he didn't have lasagna in his head. It wasn't Monday. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't yeah. know. I, I would it. you rec- would you recommend it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, go see it. But I will say it's a lot. You know, and yeah. the nice thing about this is it's like a fun and superhero movie. Still, there's some hard moments, but it's not like Guardians of the Galaxy. We're like, oh, I can't bring my kids. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to watch this ever again. <laughs> it's the it's- Yeah. Check it out. Let us know what you let us know what you think. I'm excited. 
let us know where you think it's going to go in the next one. I mean, we got a lot of Spider-Man content. We got Spider-Man 2 on PS4, PS, not PS4, sorry, PS4 players on PS5 (laughs) coming out soon. I'm really excited about all of that. So let us know what you think. Let us know where you think it's going. As I was, as I mentioned, we are back next week. We're back to our regularly scheduled reviews. We got a lot of cool things coming up. Maybe have some creators on here to interview. I'm excited. I'm excited to be back, man. Let's do it. Where can the people find you, Sam? You know, if you don't know by now, I'm on Instagram doing my toy photography thing at Sam underscore on underscore toast. Uh, yeah, their 29.9 picture was so cool. Thanks, man. You know, I got to tell you just real quick. I showed that to Nicole after the movie. Mm-hmm. I showed her that picture. I'm like, what do you think of the picture I took today? And she was like, that's so cool. Who is that? I was like, you just watched two hours of this character. And she goes, but this, but he's white. And I said, Nicole, he is the same color scheme. And the one thing you're focused on is that his mouth is white. I said, (laughs) Hispanic people. I was like, one, Miguel O'Hara is like ambiguously cultured, right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah. his last name is O'Hara. His first name is Miguel. I think it's all intentional. Right. In the the future is a melting pot. They do make him more low like latino or hispanic or what sure what the correct phrase is there and i said we have a friend from mexico city that is whiter than me so you know people from not all hispanic people are brown anyway point is yeah i was just saying the point is that he has the same costume of the character that we just watched and you i was like way to make me feel like i did a shitty but thank you but anyway yeah you can find me at Sime underscore on underscore toast. If you click on the link on my bio, if you're shopping for toys, I have a 10% off anything in stock on Entertainment Earth. You just click on my link in the link tree. And you go there. You also get free shipping at $59 and over. Yeah, that's it. That. Oh, yeah. And we are Wednesday Pool everywhere else. Check us out. Leave us a review. Do all that stuff. Follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye.